parents can learn to let go a little bit, to um, give their kids, give their chance, the kids chance to choose what they want to do and support them. Hi friends, this is Caitlin Jinko, aka Lels. I hope you enjoyed those hip-hop beats. I know they were a little intense for that little episode teaser. They kind of made my mom sound like a rapper, but they came free with GarageBand and I thought they were cool, so here we are. Okay, so welcome to the first episode of my Learn With Lels podcast. You may know that I have a blog called Learn With Lels, and in it I talk about what I'm learning and what I'm going through. But I feel like there's so much more to talk about and there's so much more to learn beyond my experiences. So I want to use this podcast to talk to other people about their lives and what they've learned on their journeys. I'm hoping that listeners will be able to get some helpful takeaways from the people I talk to and in the least learn to be more understanding of people and their stories and where they've come from. This is my first time doing a podcast, so I hope you bear with some of the audio fumbles, like the sound of my dog humping his bed in the background. Um, Looking back, I should have moved him um, from my first interview there, but you live and you learn. Um, I also hope that you bear with my uncomfortableness as I do this. Um, It's super weird to hear recordings of your voice, and I'm talking to myself right now, so that's kind of awkward, Um, and it feels odd to just put your conversations out there for people to hear, Um, but this is Learn With Lels, and I'm learning to do a podcast, so don't be too hard on me. For this first episode, I chat with my first guest, my mom. In our conversation, we talk about her experiences as an immigrant and also her experiences as a parent and what she's learned from both of those things. I hope that you enjoy and I really appreciate you for taking the time to listen. Welcome to the Santa My Podcast, aka your kitchen. 596 GRD. Don't tell people where we live. Let it. Hmm? Edit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, welcome to my podcast. I picked you for my first guest because you're my mom. Right. And the blog's about learning. And so the podcast would be about learning. And I guess I've learned things from you. So that's why I picked you. Both good and bad. Oh, more good than bad, right? <laughs> oh. Okay. So, for our listeners, tell them about yourself. So, your name, what you do, etc. Seriously? Yes! My name is Maria. I'm Caitlin's mom. I'm a registered nurse. I work at the hospital, Lake Ridge Health Ajax site. Uh, on a medical unit, and I'm the uh, unit coordinator for that unit. And how did you become a nurse, and why? Well, when I came to Canada, I started um, high school. Really, at that time, there was no like real ambition to, to do this or that because resources are limited. But then after high school, uh, friends of ours or kind of um, aunts and uncles, they said, be a nurse, it's, 
you can get a, a good job if you are a nurse and you can make good money. So that was one of the motivation. It wasn't really a choice per se. Like I said, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So that sounded good. You can get a job and make real good money. So that's how I ended up being a nurse. If you could pick again, would you pick something else? Uh, knowing what nursing did has done for me, uh, I'd say no, because I really like it. I really like my job, and my kids laugh at me when I say I really like my job. I love my job. Um, so knowing what nursing is all about, no, I would not change it. Filipinos love nursing. Yes, they do, and they. I think the nurses that I know, they do a really good job, so I am proud to be one of them, Filipino nurses, although... I was educated here in Canada. I consider myself one of them. A lot of them are educated in the Philippines, and they're very good nurses, too. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your immigration experience. So how old you were when moved? Oh, um, so my sister came here first. Uh, she... Uh, she, uh, at that time, sponsored my parents and myself, because I was 16, I was able to come with my parents. She sponsored us to to come here, and that's how I got here. I was 16 years old when I came. But then Lola and Lola, they came with you, but then they had to go back, right? Uh, Yes, my parents came with me, and uh, they stayed for two years. They, They were older, they were in their 50s at that time, and they were it's not what they wanted to do to to move here I think basically they came here to see my sister and basically to drop me off kind of thing so they really didn't intend to to stay here for good so after two years they went back to the Philippines and I stayed with uh, my sister and um, she kind of became my second mom what was the hardest part about moving to Canada? Um, I was 16 years old, so any change really is difficult. Although I came with my parents, like I said, they didn't stay with me. And my sister, who was a lot older than me, um, like she, we were kind of strangers, like we were sisters, but strangers, because she was 16, 17 years older than me. And she was away for 10 years before we got reunited here. So um, it was difficult, like leaving everything that's familiar and starting a new life in a new country and everything. Everything was, was difficult. Nothing came easy. That's probably what most immigrant would tell you, that it was difficult. And it wasn't any different for me. It was very difficult. Mm-hmm. But what was the main purpose why you put yourself through that? I really didn't have a choice. Um, My parents basically dropped me off here to have a better opportunity. So that is what was kind of told, what was said to me, that I would be better off. I'd have a better opportunity here. So... Really, I I didn't have a choice but to kind of just make it work. And I'm glad it did, and I'm glad I stayed because 
um, things work out for the best, I think. Were you mad at them for making you move here and then they left? I was mad at them because I don't think I knew that, that they would okay. leave after two years. But, I mean, looking back now, like I can't really blame them because they had their life in the Philippines and it was too difficult for them to make the adjustment here. So at the time I was, I was upset, but what can you do? There, there was really nothing that I could have done to prevent them from going back. It was what they wanted to do. So I just kind of went with the flow and stayed and kind of did what I had to do to get educated, which was the main reason why I was here in the first place. It wasn't easy, but it happened. It, it, it worked. Nothing was easy. Nothing was, was, uh, nothing came easy. Everything was hard work, but they always tell you, if you work hard, things will pay off at the end. And it did for me. And for that, I'm happy and thankful. And then they came back. So then, um, my parents were gone for, um, they came back later on. It was 10 years later, but I had been back to the Philippines after I had graduated, which was like seven years after I left. I went back to see my parents, uh, visited for a couple of weeks. And then I went back to Canada later on, got married, had, um, two kids. And then they decided they come back because they wanted to see the grandchildren. And, um, we had, Tracy and Jade at that time, and they uh, help us actually raise our two girls. And then Caitlin was born, and um, my parents did most of the work for us raising our kids. So it was like a payback kind of thing, I'd say. But um, because they felt bad when they left me here, so um, I think they were happy to. Uh, help us out later on when we had the kids and we, my husband and I both had to work full time. So with the three girls, um, they were a big help to us. So to repay you for leaving you when you were younger, they came back and took care of us girls. Yes. Yes, they did. And they did say that they not apologize or anything for, um, what happened. They were very proud that, you know, they don't know how I really got through. Like I didn't say very much on how difficult, there was no point, right? in telling them and making them feel bad how difficult it was when they left, but they were very happy with my accomplishments and, um, yeah. And, uh, they, they raised our kids pretty much when they were little. <laughs> Especially Caitlin, they were here when she was born, so they were with her from from the beginning until the time that they they had to go back uh, to the Philippines for good. What's the biggest thing that you learned from the whole immigration experience? What I learned from it. Mm -hmm. Like you hear it on the news every day, like people would say they came here for a better life. And really that is 
the main reason why people come to this country is for better opportunities, better life, because why else would anyone leave everything that's familiar to them, their family, everything that they know, and um, go halfway across the world to live in a different country. It was for better opportunities and better life, and I have achieved that, and I am thankful. And what I learned, um, if you work hard, it doesn't matter how difficult it is, it will work. It will pay off at the end. And what do you want people to learn from your immigration experience and about immigrants in general? Um, I think, like we all know it, everyone is, it doesn't matter if you were born here or whatever, your roots are from somewhere else other than Canada. Everyone is an immigrant. And uh, I think treat people the way you want to be treated, and then you can't go wrong. You don't want anything doing anything wrong with you or to you, so don't do that to other people. I think peop generally people just want to be tre treated nice, and if we can all do that, then it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone's an immigrant unless you are an indigenous person. Yes, unless, yeah. So if you're hating on immigrants, you're hating on yourself. <laughs> Pretty much, like really, it's actually nice. Canada is nice, like people come from different places and for the most part, people get along. I work with many different um, ethnic backgrounds at work and people just try to do a good job. They try to, because most people who have come from another country, like I said, are here for a better life. So they know how difficult it is back home. So when they see the opportunity here, they really try to do their best to make it work for them. And if you do that, I think um, things work out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I want to talk about family. So we just had a baby. Well, mm -hmm. Tracy had a baby, and now you're a Lola. Mm -hmm. And Carter's the cutest boy in the entire world, and we love him with all our mm -hmm. hearts and souls. Okay, so well, um, are you asking? So, me? how does it feel to be a Lola? Ah, uh, it's amazing. People would say, "Oh, to be grandparents is the best part." I know he's only a week old, but we are super happy. Like, it's a different level of happiness, I guess. You know, when you have your own kids, of course, you're happy. You've always wanted kids, uh, but then you do, you do all the work. Right, you wake up in the middle of the night, you, you do all the hard work. So sometimes you miss out on the wonderful things of being a parent because you're so busy doing the hard work. But to be a grandparent, um, you can just kind of stay on the sidelines and enjoy it all. And um, I think as he grows older, um, yeah, I can see it being very like really amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was eavesdropping on your conversation with dad and Carlos about um, Carter playing sports. Mm -hmm. And then dad was saying, oh yeah, he can play hockey in the winter and soccer in the summer. Mm -hmm. But then, what, remember what you said? What did I say? He said, Oh, just let him try out what he wants to try out, and then yeah, whatever he likes. 
Yeah, that's, you know, because I think that's a Filipino thing coming out in me. Like, you know, those extracurricular activities, really, we didn't, I don't know, most kids didn't really take part because if it entails money, then for the most part, there's not money for that money state for the real education, like, you know, grade school, high school, college, and all that, all the extracurricular activities that we keep our Canadian kids busy with, there's usually no money for that. But my thing is, like, you know, here you can try everything and pick the stuff that you like, and uh, but have the opportunity to try if, if you want to. So that's what I was saying. If you wanted to try baseball, then try baseball. You know, so. Yeah. But why do you think it's important that he tries things rather than like what dad said to put him in hockey and soccer and then he'll be great at those? Because Filipino parents are known to kind of making decisions for their kids, you know, telling them what to do. Not, not, the intention is, the good intention is there. But, I mean, it's good to let them try what they want to try, <laughs> just for the heck of it. And then later on, we prove ourselves, yeah, see, we were right after all. <laughs> no, I think, you know, what I find myself doing, like, consciously and unconsciously, is um, trying to find that happy medium between raising a kid the Canadian way with the Filipino influence, I always tried to find um, the median. You know, I don't want to go all Canadian. I don't want to go all Filipinos. I mean, they're both good, but if you can pick the best from each side and put it together, I think, which I think we've done a good job with, with our three girls. So what's the Canadian way and what's the Filipino way? The Canadian way, I think, is giving your kids the opportunity to pick and choose what they want, what they decide, and support them with their decision. The Filipino way is uh, basically the parents making the decision for the kids and what they have to do because they're the parents and they know best. Mm -hmm. So big difference, but I mean, both intentions are good. So if you can kind of combine the two and come up with a combination, uh, that worked for us. I always try to strive for that happy medium. Do you think you always had that happy medium? With you guys? Yeah. I think we got better as probably you're, you may not feel that way, but, uh, because, you know, with your firstborn, it's trial and error, and we have three, so I, I'm i thinking by the third one, like, we're pretty good, but sometimes uh, the third kid kind of is not in agreement with that. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not in agreement with that. I think you are now. Yeah. But you weren't. Yeah, and it's, it's like not always easy. Ago. It's not always easy to find that balance between the two because you know it's hard when when you were raised the Filipino way and everything is sort of is dictated by the parents it's hard to not to do that with your kids so always trying to kind of stop and think 
to combine the Canadian way and the Filipino way to, because I don't want my kids missing out on anything. That, that was my bottom line. I wanted them to have the opportunities that I, I did not have. So I wanted to make sure it's better from, for them than it was for me. So I always had that in the back of my mind. And it's good to let your kids pick what they want, right? Yes. Then you're more likely to do mm -hmm. better if you're doing what you want. Yeah. That's a new thing, apparently. That's a new thing. <laughs> no, it's not a new thing. But no, it's... With me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, it will be your profession. It will be the job that you have to do for life. So, yes, you, you um, need to uh, enjoy it and like it. And for the most part, be, be happy uh, doing it. Mm -hmm. So going back to my profession, it wasn't my choice at the time, but I have learned to love it and enjoy it. And um, I'm good. What's something that you think Filipino parents could learn from Canadian parents and Canadian parents could learn from Filipino parents? Um, Filipino parents can learn to let go a little bit, to um, give their kids, um, give their chance, the kids chance to choose what they want to do and support them. As long as it's, it's a good thing, I, I don't see any reason why you can't support that because I've, you know, I've heard some like pretty terrible stories about so-and-so has done whatever because the parents directed them to, to do that and they start working and they're not happy and have a miserable life. I think that's pretty sad to, to live that way. So I think, you know, um, give the, the kids the opportunity to, to pick what they want to do and support them. And uh, the other way around, what Canadians, Canadian parents can learn from the Filipino. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of Filipino kids have like good like values that not necessarily everyone here would have. Like, like Malayne, she would make sure to take care of her parents and make sure they're doing okay. oh yeah 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 and that, that thing too like uh, yeah it's it's true like at, at work i see it a lot like um some kids with the elderly parents they don't really like a lot of them are not involved i mean you don't always know the background their upbringing or stuff like that but a lot of them um you know, they just live their life and not really, um, they don't make sure that their parents are taken care of or their business is attended. Uh, whereas Filipino kids, like for the most part, they take care of their elderly parents. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a really good trait to, to have. Um, yeah. Because it's just payback time, if you want to call it that. Like, I mean, they raise you as a kid, as a child, to, to be a, a, you know, an adult. So I think it's just 
right to pay back at the end when they need you, especially like in their 80s or whatever. I mean, they need help. Yeah. So I think it's good to be there for them. Yeah. And that's not necessarily like all, like, that's not like all Canadian. It's not. It isn't. Like that, it but, isn't. Yeah. It isn't. But uh, it's very rare on the other hand. Yeah. It's very rare for a Filipino kid to just drop off their elderly mother at the hospital and not come for days. You know, like you just don't see that. Mm -hmm as often as you would the other way around yeah okay um so tracy is a new mom mm -hmm. now so what's something that as a mom that you would want her now as a new mom to know about parenting something you would want her to learn from your experiences um i think it's really important for her to be with her child uh, he's a baby right now, so of course she's physically there, but as the kid grows older, to be there, to know um, their activities all the time, like if they participate in sport, to be physically there at school, to volunteer, just to get to know the people that are around your child, like when they go to school, to get to know the teachers, to get to know the, get to know the friends, that they are with to get to know the parents of the friends, then, you know, it's not so difficult letting them go, knowing that they're in good company. But if you don't know the people who are around your kids, then it's difficult to let go because you don't have that comfort knowing that they're in good company. That's a good one. I like that. Mm -hmm. So Tracy, make sure you know Carter's friends. Yes. His yeah. friends, parents. Yeah, and always talk to, to your kids. Just the simple questions. What did you do today? Who did you hang out with? What did your friends do? It's amazing on how much information you're going to learn. So mm -hmm. it's really important to have that communication open all the time. Mm -hmm. um, what's something... What's the biggest lesson that you've learned from being Tracy's mom? The biggest lesson? From Tracy. From Tracy. That now that she's a mom, even when she first got married, like how much she picked up from our relationship, like uh, dad and I, like our relationship and how she wants that for herself. So I'm really proud that sometimes, you know, you just do what you have to do. You work, you be with your kids, you do whatever. You parent, but you don't know really how much your kids know about it. Mm -hmm. So I was really surprised that even Carlos, hearing it from Carlos, so obviously Tracy's telling Carlos about her parents and how, um, and Carlos would tell us that, that we're amazing. So obviously Tracy is telling her all this. And from that, he thinks that we're amazing. And I, and I think we show it. Um, so for that, I'm really proud because sometimes you don't know how well you're doing. But when your kids actually tell you, then it's more meaningful that, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. 
right? Tracy and Carlos are more cool <laughs> to compliment you than Jade and I. I don't like to compliment yeah. people to their face, only behind their back. I know, but when we had our 30th anniversary, yeah. Yeah. so that was for us too, like for the kids, because you guys got up there and had to say something. And we know, like, you guys appreciate us, but to actually hear our kids say in public how they appreciate us and how you see all the wonderful things, like you, like, I mean, we just do it, but you actually notice and, mm -hmm. and are proud to say it, I, I think to, to us that meant a lot. So Tracy, what you learned from her is that you did. I think we did a pretty good job because she aims to be like us. Mm -hmm. Like they aim to have what we have. So for that, like what could be more gratifying than hearing your child say, you know, when I get older, I want to be like you sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Carlos has dad-like qualities. Yes. Which is good. Yes. I think kids tend to like... Like daughters tend to what their dads like yeah yeah tracy definitely did that yeah yeah i think so and for that yeah. i'm really happy <laughs> yeah but then i wonder because yeah. jade because tracy is like mm, like a mix mm. but has called traits like you jade is definitely like you so maybe she'll end up with someone like dad but i think i'm more like dad so you end up with someone like me i don't know if that's a good thing i don't know you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. Okay, so that's what you learned from Tracy. So yes. what about Jade? Um, Jade, I think, is kind of like me. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, attitude and stuff. I think <laughs> you and Jade and Caitlin, I mean, you and J Tracy are more like dad, but I think Jade... That's why we clash a lot, because we're, <laughs> we're similar. Yeah. I get annoyed very quickly. She gets annoyed very quickly, and it's like, yeah. But I think that deep down, we have good hearts. Like, like I mean, she's, she's good. Like, that. like she's a nurse, and then people tell me, oh, my God, your daughter is amazing. Like, for people to say you're a good nurse, like, it's not something that you can pretend to do day after day. If you're a good nurse, you're you're deep down good person, mm -hmm. because nursing is not something that you can pretend to do. You may be able to do it for a couple of days pretending, but not for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Okay, what about for me? What did you learn from raising me? You're a difficult one. No, no. No, like you, you were good. You were very good. You were, I think, to a fault. <laughs> because um, you were like obedient to a fault mm -hmm. <laughs> which you know I'm glad you were able to kind of turn it, turn it around no I, I really am I really am because you could have given up and just say hell with it you know I'm, I'm not doing it or whatever and but doing what like like doing what you want to do mm -hmm. or trying to find that job that you think is out there mm -hmm. for you that's gonna make you happy but 
you have to be realistic. I've told you this before. You know. Like there isn't a job out there that's happy all the time or that's fulfilling all the time. That's that's everything. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, if you can get eighty twenty. Yeah. I don't think I need to be happy all yeah. the time, but I just want to be able to happy step back or, and look yeah. at my career and think that's what. Like there's nothing else mm -hmm. that I want to be doing. Yeah. Like even though there will be days that yeah. are shitty. Yeah. Like you know what I yeah. mean. And I think like. It's good to be unrealistic, unrealistic, like air mm -hmm. quotes, with your goals, but be realistic in how you're going to achieve them, you know? Mm -hmm. Because like anything, it's like, how stupid does it sound to fly? No, set them but high. And this is, that, yeah, so. set them high. And this is the, the time that you have to have that, you know? But this is the time that you go for it. Yeah. So what's something, what's the lesson you've learned from raising me? Oh, from raising you? It was very satisfying raising you. Because you're the, uh, the child who always put out. You were always, we were always proud. Like we were all proud of your sisters too. But it, when it came to you, like when, you know, if you get an opportunity to be a parent, like you're, I don't care what other people say, like your, your kids' accomplishments are like your, your price for your, you've done good, you've, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's a price, like, like when you win an award, when you, whatever, that's, that's your price but for us it's like our price we must have done something good for you to achieve that because as a young child like really you can't do that on your own you yeah. know what i mean so we must have done something to direct you to the right way or whatever to achieve what you achieved so every time that you um, achieve something which was often and a lot we were like We've done but good. So then, okay, so you're proud. I become valedictorian proud. <laughs> Do well in school. Yeah. Proud. But then I say, screw it all. I'm going to be unemployed. <laughs> oh, you know what? I know you will find your way. I have no doubts. I've said that before, that you will find your way. You will, you'll get there. I'm not worried. You find your way, you can do it. I think that's the thing too, is like, parents will tell you to go be a doctor or be an engineer mm -hmm. or whatever, and that's what you think as a child will make them proud. But I think that if I were to succeed doing something else, then you'd still be like, that's my daughter, even though you told me to do something else before. Well, absolutely, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the things you've learned from each of the daughters, Tracy. Mm -hmm. You learned that you did a good job. Yeah. Jade, you learned that you guys are the same, so it must have been difficult raising you. <laughs> but that in seeing her do her work, she has a good heart. She does. And then for me, I was obedient to a fault. Well, I think so, because I, I, I don't know, because I think... 
you were always looking for that approval and mm-hmm. you know talked about that with my therapist today right <laughs> and that's how it was mm-hmm. so what did you learn from that well if I have another child oh no that'll be Carter saying let him do what he wants okay are we okay. done yet Okay, last questions. Questions? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ask everybody. So the first one is, what have you learned or have been learning lately? A recent lesson. Like we're at home, at work, or what? Something recent. Um, What I've learned... Oh, what I've learned, like realize what I've come to realize. Like when you're younger, you're always like in your 30s or whatever, or 40s. Like, you know, you have your kids, you know, like sometimes you measure how well you're doing by how many activities your kids are in and um, how big your house is and how many cars you drive. I don't know. When I hit 50, I'm just like, it doesn't matter. Those mm-hmm. things do not matter because it doesn't matter what material things you have. It doesn't matter how many cars you have. It doesn't matter how big of a house you have. If you don't have your family intact, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean a thing, mm-hmm. you know? Like but- some people have like the biggest house, the nicest cars, they don't even know where their kids are. They don't even talk to their kids. Mm-hmm. So what good is that? Like, it, it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, next thing. Most, what's the most important lesson you've learned in your life so far? Most important lesson. I think if you set your mind to something it doesn't matter how far or how difficult it is you think you think it is to achieve if you work hard and if you set your mind you can do it I really believe that because when I started like I didn't know anything like I like when I came here like I I, but I thought geez like I went through all this trouble like I I have to make something good out of it like make it worth my parents effort to come halfway across the world okay they dropped me off here but for them to do that even Mm -hmm. you know to make that decision I'm sure it wasn't easy for them to just I can't imagine just leaving my 16-year-old daughter halfway across the world. Like, I'm sure that wasn't easy for them to do either. But um, but I told myself, I, I'm going to make something good out of this terrible situation. Because it was terrible. There was no other way of, I don't know, describing it. There was... Yeah, I, and lo and behold, it happened.
Okay. Um, any tips or things that you think people need to learn? <sighs> Work hard. <laughs> like really, don't give up on your goals, on your dream. Because no one else is going to care more than you do about yourself and where you're going. Like really. Cool. Anything you want to add or talk about, Mom? That's all. That helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, that. You want to go to the gym? No, I walked already. Okay. I even walked at lunchtime. Okay. Well, thanks for being my first guest. On I want to see my what podcast, you're going to learn with Lowe's. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.